The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. It is time for Streetwise with former chief of the New York City Sheriff's Department, former chief of the Seagate Police Department, retired New York City detective, Time Warner Public Access Media Award, Joe Franklin Super Excellence in Broadcasting Memory Lane Award, New York Veteran Police Association Streetwise Production, host of Streetwise, Mr. Lou Tolano. Uh, good evening and welcome back to uh, Streetwise. You know, usually when I end the show on the holidays, I always wish you know, whatever the holiday is, but I'm going to do it a little different tonight because it's a lead-in to my guest. I want to wish everyone out there happy Passover and happy Easter. You know, it, it, Passover and Easter usually come pretty much close to each other. And, you know, years ago, this country was what we would call a Judeo-Christian nation. We seem to we seem to have lost that, you know, and... Uh, you know, we used to pray in the school, like my guest had just said before we went on the year, and uh, I used to pledge allegiance into school. I'm saying used to. I'm saying past tense, you know. So what has happened? You know, what has changed? Uh, society has changed. Uh, I don't know. We're in the 21st century. People have changed. Well, we're going to talk about that, my guest, because uh, he is a reflection or what has changed in this country, not, I hate to say this, not to the betterment, but I think change, things will change. I'll give an example, like uh, uh, Joyce Behar, you know, from The View, she says, uh, Mike Pierce, the uh, vice president, or Pence, well, the vice president of the uh, United States of America, should see a psychiatrist because he says he talks to Jesus. Now, Hey, if you're a Christian, Catholic, Protestant, or, or whatever, when you go to church, who do you talk to? You talk to God or you, you talk to Jesus, you know? Who does Joyce Behar talk to when she goes to, uh, you know, church? Whoopi Goldberg? Come on. I mean, this is sort of, it's, it is ridiculous. That's how far how far out we're getting, you know? So, uh, my guess, you, you've, you've seen him in, uh, on the ABC News. Uh, he's, they've written about him in the newspapers. And he was on Curtis Lewa, you know, ABC. Uh, and I think it's in the afternoon show. He's been all over the place talking about exactly what happened to him. What happened to him is that he was suspended from a local high school here in Nassau County, Uniondale District School, uh, allegedly, you know, in the past for failing children for not pledging allegiance to our Leg. Uh, I want to welcome to uh, to the show. By the way, thirty years, thirty five years in the business, thirty years at the Uniondale High School. Stephen Solomon, welcome to Streetwise. Good afternoon again. Happy Passover and Easter to all your esteemed uh, guests, for all the listeners. And yes, yes. Thank, thank, thanks, Steve. For a big guy, you speak low. You know. Okay. I'll speak up. <laughs> okay. The uh, you know, in your case, it was something that. They say happened a while back. In other words, the according to the papers, you know, you know, they said you were bragging about it that you failed kids because they refused or did not stand for the pledge of allegiance. I'm sure uh, you have you have you know your rebuttal or your statement on regard to that. You know. Well, you know, it started because someone I went to school with posted that most teachers today are wimps 
and they don't teach respect. They don't teach kids mm. to stand for the pledge. So I told him a whimsical story, a true story about um, asking kids to stand for the pledge who didn't stand for the pledge. And um, that's where it came out. You know, I never failed anybody who didn't stand for the pledge. It's just that you had two kids that refused to stand for the pledge. And when I tried to educate them, because we're educators. Correct. And I told them, listen, standing for the pledge is just showing respect for this country, for the flag, and the men and women who risk their lives every day for their freedom. And their comment back to me was, well, who cares? And who asked them to? Now, who's saying this? The, the, the two students who refused to. Oh, the students? Yeah. Okay. And I said, well, the United States government asked them to, and they're risking their lives. And their attitude was, well, that's their problem. And um, they said, the principal said that we don't have to stand. And I made a whimsical <laughs> joke. I said, well, you don't have to stand, and I don't have to pass you. Oh. And, I, and I said that as a, as a joke because they were being uh, wise kids. And I also mentioned, I said, God must, have a, God must have a sense of humor because they actually came out with a 62, 63 average. And they failed themselves. You know, I wasn't going to reward this type of behavior. I wasn't going to reward kids who um, were disrespecting this country, were problem kids in the class. They had numerous referrals. They were disrespectful to their parents, which I spoke to them about. <laughs> and the ironic thing was that these, stu these students who failed because of their average, okay, I wasn't going to reward that behavior. Right. They uh -oh. came back to my class yeah. the next year, the next year and, I, and as a joke, I said, because I looked at them, and they came back to my class, and I said, everybody stands for the pledge. And I said, those, those two suckers were the first up as, as a joke. <laughs> now, I never called any kids suckers to their face. It was a joke. You know, it was um, said to a third party, and people are now saying that he failed these kids because he didn't stand for the pledge. No, I requested the kids to stand for the pledge, just like the school does. They say every morning, please stand for the pledge. They do this on the PA system? They do this on the PA. They say, yeah. please stand for the pledge. And this was eight, ten years ago before we had the um, uh, political stance taken by the, some of the NFL players. Right. You know, way Correct. before that. And you know what? I'll tell you something. I really respected, I loved Dr. Martin Luther King, and he never disrespected this country when he took a stance. He boycotted. He marched. He never refused to stand for the pledge. He loved this country. And, and I truly believe that wherever these kids are, I bet you that they're better kids for it. They learned mm -hmm. that you respect your parents, you respect your class, and you respect this flag. And because of that, they wanted to send me to a uh, psychiatrist and say, I'm not fit to teach. How do they do that? Now, do you have, you have a, like a teacher's union, uh, Steve Solomon? Yes. Okay. And, and you, uh, do they, was it okay with them that they send you to a shrink? This when, when they say, who does that? The superintendent, the principal, or who does that when they refer you to a uh, the psychiatrist. Well, what happened was initially the superintendent spoke to me, and um, he told me um, he wasn't going to do much but put a general counseling letter in because I've given a lot of great PR for the school with my boxing program, which is probably the only school that I know of in the country that we have a boxing program trying to help kids um, get in shape, stay out of trouble. Um, and um, I've given, like I said, a lot of good publicity for this district. So they didn't want to do much. But then you had a couple of teachers who mm -hmm. wanted to all of a sudden make this a racial issue and say, 
um, oh, well, he's failing these kids because it's racist, which was ridiculous. And they went to the PTA. The PTA went to the Board of Education. Board of Education went back to the uh, right. superintendent. And next thing you know, they're suspending me. And I'll tell you something else which I refuse to do. He directed me not to ask kids to stand for the pledge. And I told him, sir, I, I can't do that. I'm going to ask kids to stand for the pledge and respect, right. respect right. the military. Not even not even request. Right. He didn't yeah. want me to even, even mention it. And I'll tell you something. My hero in life was my was my stepdad, right. Paul Boucher. He was a World War II Marine hero. Okay. He taught me respect. And he taught me doing the right thing. And I, and I stand up for him. And I stand up for the people in this country that um, are risking their lives every day. And it's, it's a backwards world, an right. upside-down world, when you want to take a teacher out of the classroom who's teaching kids respect and try to say that there's something wrong with me. Right, I say right. that the, the, the district should go to a psychiatrist, and they should be um, ruled unfit correct. to run a district. Correct, correct, correct. Oh, okay, I see you're wearing your dad's hat. Yes, yes. 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 Your dad's United States yep. Marine Corps yep. hat on your head. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lack of respect for God and country. But you know something, Steve, you know that you're, you're, you're actually a boxer. You teach training. You're a trainer. You're a coach, you know. So... I think it's a lot of it has to do because they lack that at home, correct? There's none in their household, you know. And I, I say this over and over again. So, you know, in, I'm going to say in our, my time, our time, you know, uh, teachers were, you, you know, we had a functional family. Most children had a mom and dad. Most, of course, at some point, some of my friends were brought up with their grandparents. Okay, but... In, in today's world, there's a lack of supervision at home. So if they can't respect the home life, how are they going to respect you as an educator, Steve, you know? And, you know, and that's part of it, I think, you know? That's a great point. You know, I see some of these kids. And in fact, these two kids who refused to stand for the pledge, they disrespected their parents in my presence. And I told oh, them about that, too. I said, you know, there's God first, okay, then family second. You treat, you respect your, your kids, and I'm and I'm glad, um, Chief, that you brought up earlier about about God. My my feeling has always been that this country we need to embrace God more. Okay, too many times they're pushing mm-hmm. God away from the schools. They don't want to be God in the pledge. They don't want uh, the uh, Ten Commandments in, in the courthouse. And you know what? Maybe if kids had a little more religion in them, and and prayed to God and followed the commandments, right. we wouldn't have all these problems we're getting in school. You know, that's the problem. We need to get closer to God and not push God away. And that's what these institutions are trying to do. Yeah, there was someone that said uh, a while back, uh, not recently, but it, it can affect us still. He was saying, uh, I'm not going to have anything that has God on it. So somebody said, well, then give me all your money, right? <laughs> give me all your money. Give me your money. Right. You know, if it's a God we trust, you know. Right. So you're not giving that. You're not giving your money away, right? No. So uh, that. Uh, uh, yeah, but but I, I just trying to you know trying to rationalize how we got to this to this state this country you know where uh, not to be repetitious where we don't we can, uh, God is a sin imagine that to say God is a sin you know they're kind of a sin whoever they are that doesn't want you pledging allegiance to the flag you know is you mentioned before in God uh, we trust yes in God we trust now. You mentioned the NFL, but you know, I have to say this. They're, I don't know what it is. I have to say this. I'm saying they're stupid. I'm not going to tell you why I'm saying that. You know, these because they're saying it's it's a it, pledge allegiance and the flag is racial. That was because I had some people tell me that. You know, it's racial. But 
uh, and it has to, it goes way back to slavery. If, you know, if it goes back to slavery, the Union soldiers that were fighting to abolish slavery up north, what flag were they carrying during the war, right? To abolish slavery. What flag was that they were carrying? So that's all I say. They're stupid. They, they have no idea. They're being brainwashed by people that want to cause all these issues. It was the, obviously, it was the American flag. The American flag was used uh, in, in the fight in the revolution to abolish slavery. So how the heck is the American flag racial? You know, it's just mind-boggling. So that tells me they're just morons. I, I, I'm going to say that. You know, they don't. They have no idea. They're just following the leader, whoever the hell that leader is. You know, I, I don't know. But getting back, getting back to you, uh, Steve Solomon. Now, yeah, there was, there was an indication. Meanwhile, do they know your wife is a minority? The word minority that we use today, they have, probably have no idea. No. They, they don't. Imagine that? No, they don't. It's just amazing. They jumped the gun, right? They jumped the gun. And, um, you know, also, they assume that these students were African-American. And they were trying to make their um, statement. I guess they were mad at Trump because they tried to compare it to Trump. And they couldn't get to Trump. So it was the closest thing because Trump, you know, said, uh, fire those sons of bitches. who wouldn't, um, <laughs> okay. you know, uh, stand for the uh, national anthem. Mm. Um, but the truth is that um, my wife is Hispanic, my children are Hispanic, and those kids were Hispanic. So the racist thing is ridiculous. Okay, you know what? I teach all kids. Okay, and I love all kids. And I just my job is to teach respect. Okay, to learn. You know, like you said, Chief. Parents sometimes are not instilling the values that we had when we were young, and now schools are, gonna, are taking that job over. Right. The kids don't even know to, to open the door for a gal, to give a, a pregnant lady a, a seat in, on a train. Yeah. I mean, these are things that should be inborn when they're young, that, that we're not doing it. And you know what? When I was a kid, when you were young, they told us, and they taught us the words to the Pledge of Allegiance. We learned that in school. Right. That's where we learned it. Right. You know, we're going backwards in our values, our ethics. Um, civics used to be a very important course that we yeah. taught in school. They don't teach civics in school anymore. I think that's why we have a lot of the problems we have. Yeah, well, uh, well, after, you know, all right, so the outcome, you, they, they school requested or ordered you, whoever that was, to see a psychiatrist, right? right? right. And, and uh, Dr. Solomon. I was going to say that, yeah. the same, same name as yours, Dr. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Solomon. And what was his evaluation? Well, Dr. Solomon, um, who, by the way, he makes a living instead of, as far as I know, from information and belief by... Um, making evaluations on police officers and teachers mm. and um, he was paid heavily by this district and I'm sure it wouldn't have been good if he came back and said Mr. Solomon is doing a great job as a teacher so he, his job was to um, write a, a negative report on me mm. and he wrote, he wrote a report after an hour of speaking to me that I'm not fit to teach in the school and a possible danger to children on that, on that they're now stating that this man should lose his teaching license. Um, and the whole the whole report was incorporated with the Pledge of Allegiance. And yet on the other side, it says this has nothing to do with the Pledge of Allegiance. This has everything to do with the Pledge of Allegiance and my refusal not to teach kids respect, which they should be teaching. Now, now here's, here's, here's the thing. You know, after I, I got to tell you this. I'm going to drift just a little bit. Sure. You have a great suit there, you know, because they're telling you you're not fit 
to teach children, instruct children, whatever, right? Right. 35 years later, they wake up, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. I mean, you, Well, if I'm that fit, they should be fired. If, uh, exactly, be all should be fired. And if I had children that you were their teacher, I would sue the school. How dare you allow my kids to be with someone who you say is unfit to handle children? There, there's, there could be a whole lineup of students, former students even, right, that can sue the Uniondale School District because they're saying you're unfit, but meanwhile you're there 30 years, right? right, right. So uh, uh, we touched on it, but I got to believe, uh, speaking about jumping the gun, they dropped the gun. I don't think they realized that, that they left themselves wide open for liability by saying you're not fit, but you're there 30 years. So uh, It rated highly effective. And you, that's rating. right. You got the highest rating, right? <laughs> but, uh, okay, now who, who gives you the highest rating? The uh, well, it goes by um, your evaluations when they come to observe you, by the administration that comes to observe you. It goes right. by your, your grades from your uh, students, from uh, um, administrative tests that they give out um, from the district, improvement by your, te- by your students, um, a, a general evaluative process of you as a teacher. And I was rated um, highly effective. Right, right. Which is pretty good for a guy who's not mentally fit. Absolutely, absolutely. Imagine what well, I would do if I was mentally fit. You, you, How you well know, I could teach. Well, there's, there's all kinds of, uh, I think, violations of uh, your rights, your civil rights. I'm going to use that word there because uh, you're there over 30 years, and they're using their psychiatrist. You should be an impartial. Right. They should, you're supposed to go to an impartial psychiatrist. You know, of course, you said it yourself. He works for them. I think know? he. Re- I think he wrote the report before he came in. Well, well, because he was told to. He was told yeah. to write. Yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, but they left it. They should have you know what they should have done, Steve Solomon. They should have spoken to an attorney before they did this because they screwed it up big time. Because uh, are they trying to sell with you some way at all? Or no, no, what? they they went um, right to um, a administrative reassignment. To we want to fire you. You know, a lot of people were pressuring me, and I'll tell you something, Chief. A lot of people requested that I should retire because I'm vetted. I have the number of years in. Right. I, I have my pension. I have my benefits. And they said that if I if I get fired, I could possibly lose my benefits and lose my ability, my license to teach and ability to make a living. So they said retire and you can always work in a private school. And i tell you something. I considered it, but I thought that was a, a sellout because I'm not going to quit. I'm not a quitter. Mm. I haven't done anything wrong. I have faith in God that this thing will go right. And um, I refused to quit like I did something wrong. I couldn't live with myself. So I'm going through this. I'm not going to quit. And um, let's take it to the table. I'm very confident with my history as a teacher. Uh, this is a made-up, um, you know, uh, against my, myself right. and my teaching. Right. Now, the, uh, now you also uh, said there might be some sort of uh, retaliation for something that uh, you you, you uh you took an action against the school district itself uh, some years ago, 15 years ago, whatever it was, and uh, you brought them up on charges, and then you were successful. So could this be part of that? Yeah, the, the EEOC ruled 17 years ago, actually, right. that the district was guilty of discrimination against me and retaliation. Mm. Okay, they, they were ruled by the government as being racist. Right. Um, they had to pay a substantial uh, penalty to me. And um, I think that, you know, there's hard feelings for that. In spite of the fact that they harassed me as worse as a teacher could be possibly harassed, they would 
make me clean the school, do the mail, um, do the worst, make copies, act as a secretary. They harassed me every single day of my life. And these are people that are still in the district, that work in the district, that got promoted for that. I still went to school every day because I'm dealing with children to do the best job I can. And I, I think in spite of the fact that they know that I've helped their kids, they've got a lot of great publicity from all the uh, programs I've started, especially with boxing. Right. Um, they still um, are out. to. They haven't forgotten about it. And the first chance they had to get me, they're using this as an opportunity to get even uh, with me. You know, you know something that you uh, you excel in, in some of the different areas, and uh, not everyone could, could teach special needs children that you do. So how can you... How can you teach special needs children, right? And then their psychiatrist says you're unfit. I mean, there's so many. I'll tell you, I don't know, know, Steve Solomon, I don't know what kind of an attorney you have, but or or if you have one at all, but you got, you know, but okay, for where I'm sitting, you got a tremendous, and this is from experience too, as well, you know, because when I ran the sheriff's department, I was doing 90% with civil. You know, something like this, I would look at and say, "Wow, you're going to have to. You, you, you could teach only if you want to. I mean, you're going to be so comfortable, you know, because they, uh, you know, they, you know, for educators, they weren't thinking, you know, when they did did this to you. So, uh, again, where is the proof? If if the allegation, how how could they substantiate that you did fail children? Uh, be, because they did not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. How could they substantiate that? Well, they're going by, you know, a, I was goofing with a friend on Facebook. I thought it was just going to him. And I made a comment, and I said that, um, you know, God must have a sense of humor because they, the kids, they refused to stand. They got a 63, 62 average. And I said, right. under normal circumstances, I would have passed them, but I didn't. Mm. And the thing is this, when I mean under normal circumstances, I'm saying if they were respectful students, they did their homework, they didn't have disciplinary referrals, they weren't a problem in class, they did their work, they would have passed. It but was see, all part of it. it wasn't yeah. just, you know what, i tell you the truth. If they would if they would have, um, there were kids that stood for the pledge and they failed. You know, standing for the pledge was not the reason that they failed. It was a, it was a whole big spectrum of, of disrespect. Besides the flag and making right. those comments about the military. Right. The, uh, but let me say, let me say this. Is this something that you said? Is nothing that they they found? No, I don't know how they could do this. You know, I mean, I, I could say, you know, I once went out with Marilyn Monroe. I mean, uh, right? I mean, I might right. as well say that. You right. know, right. how the heck? You know, it's something that you said, right? I don't. I really don't know how. I, I don't know. Again, I, from where I'm sitting, you could. Uh, I, you know, they screwed up big time. You know, it's just amazing. So, uh, but, uh, you know, I got to compliment you because uh, you're teaching kids respect, discipline, respect God and country. When I say country, our flag, you know, what it represents. And and they, they in today's world, uh, they need people like you in our school system. Thank Steve, you. You know, it's, it's just, thank you. It's, it's a lack of that today. Teachers, Teachers, I'm going to use the word brainwashing. A lot of these kids, and I, I know in, in, I think it's first grade. I, I can't recall what state. They're telling the kids, you know, 
Uh, you don't have to be a male or female. You know that. When you become an adult, you can be whatever you want. You know, because you're sitting here as a boy and girl, you don't have to remain that. You can change if you want. You, could you imagine that? I mean, uh, this is this is the school system, you know, you're criticizing the president, no matter who the president is, criticizing the president of the United States of America. It was unheard. When I was a kid, we weren't crazy about certain presidents, but a teacher would never say anything detrimental to the president of the United right. States or our country. Right. But this right. is what's happening, especially in college, right? So... If we lose people like you, Steve Solomon, what do we do? I mean, where we fail. I mean, uh, I'm saying the country is failing because, again, God and country is gone. And if our school system, we're, we're in big, deep, you know what, you know, so. Well, you know, thank you, um, Chief. I appreciate that. Um, you know, it's also, you say, it's a backwards world because it's selective enforcement by this district. The ironic thing about it is here I was teaching kids not to use drugs in my health class, mm. working with autistic kids to improve their hand-eye coordination with boxing, their their confidence, okay? And every year, I was most proud of, I would take the kids to the Empire State Games who were physically challenged and let them um, participate and compete in Olympics-type games, kids in wheelchairs, kids who were autistic, kids who couldn't see or hear. And the greatest day they had um, was participating and getting an award, and I was so proud of that. And then I was working with kids to help them um, get in shape, kids who maybe uh, weren't athletic enough to make a a team or try to keep them off gangs with my boxing club. Mm. And now the district is saying, well, you know what? Because I wanted to teach respect and kids to stand for the pledge. Now let's get rid of this guy. Mm. So to me, it, it doesn't make sense. It's backwards. I think the district needs to see Dr. Solomon um, and it's, it's selective enforcement, I'll tell you why, because through information and belief, there are teachers and African-American teachers that refuse to stand for the pledge during the time when they're supposed to be leading the class in the pledge. Right, right. And I found a law in New York State, it says that teachers are required and duly bound and lawful to must um, participate and say the pledge to the, to the staff. So teachers are sitting and not saying the pledge. I'm asking kids to say the pledge. Nothing happens to them, and they want to fire correct, me. Correct. What a, what a, again, not a great example. You know, the, the educators. The, you know, if, uh, I'm going to open the phones at uh, 5 o'clock. 516-623-1240. That's 516. If you want to ask Steve Solomon, ask him a question or make a statement, you know, uh, 516 Six two three, one two four zero. Again, my guest is Steve Solomon. He, I'm going to say, was a teacher for over thirty years in the uh, Uniondale School District. Uh, would your title be health health teacher? Is that health and physical education health teacher? And physical education. Now, you're not a young guy. Obviously, you're young compared to me. But, ah. but you know, but I'm going to say you're still active. You're still boxing. You yeah. enter you enter these tournaments. Yeah, I still. Uh, yeah. My wife loves this, I can tell you, but wow. uh, um, still um, still participating, still training over at the Westbury Boxing Club, which is a great club. for. Uh, we have a 40 and over boxing club. Wow. Where we, we box every Saturday. We beat each other up, and then we go for uh, lunch together. Right. And I'm um, still competing <laughs> with the Masters tournaments, and um, st- I still do a lot of, in fact, in this school, I don't know any school that, that has boxing. I've fought 
uh, several world champions in the school. They set up a ring in or outside right. the school, and I fought them in a, in a um, exhibition. Because going to say that, and, yeah, yeah. And then they, they spoke to the kids afterward. It was great. The, the school loved it. You know, we had um, Paulie Malignaggi, world champion. Wow. We had Danny Jacobs, who was a, a middleweight champion until just a year ago. We had Iran Barkley, one mm. of the greatest fighters ever. Mark Breland. You know, so we had a lot of warriors at the school. A lot of champs. Yeah. yeah. Right. Beating me up. Well, it's okay. I mean, you stood your own. You yeah. stood your ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an exhibition, you know. So, I shed blood for the district. There you go. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, uh, again, they, they, they lose an asset. I, this is some mind-boggling. You know, Steve Solomon. Is we would have had Michael Spinks this year. He agreed to come and uh, do an exhibition with me. That would be oh, great. Oh, great. But, uh, great. Oh, well. I always get them confused, the Spinks brothers. Yeah. Who was uh, the, Leon who was the heavy? Beat Ali. Who was Leon beat Ali. Yeah. That's right. Leon did. Yeah, but Michael beat Larry Holmes to be the first light heavyweight That's to right. ever become the heavyweight champion. To beat Larry Holmes. And they both were Olympic um, champions at the same oh. year in the Olympics. Oh. They're the only brothers to do That's it at the right. same time. That's right. At the same time, the both right. Olympic right. champs. Uh, interesting. So you go against... So you, let's give the Westbury Gym a plug because that's where you Yeah, yeah, they're in. great. They, yeah. they, um, if you want to learn how to box, um, Gerard Wilson, um, Kevin Collins over at Westbury Boxing. Kevin, I know um, for years. Uh, wow. Great trainer there, Scott Lopek. Give a shout-out yeah. to Scott. And um, all the guys there, say hello to all the guys that they're listening, the great mm. bunch of guys. You know, we, you know, I love those guys, great guys. Is that still a PAL gym? It was, uh, you yeah, it used to be a PAL, PAL gym, gym by yeah. Pete Brodsky. Yes. He was going to be into the New York being on road in the New York State Boxing uh, Hall of Fame. Right. Another, another great guy, former trainer of mine. Good place, yes. And your daughter trains there, right? Goddaughter. Goddaughter. Yes, yes, yes. Goddaughter, she trains there. Right. And that's where she was getting in shape before she became a cop. Right. Yeah, she used to come to the station there. Yes. She would uh, train there, different, you know, your endurance pretty much. And there was a couple of machines there, pushing and pulling machines oh, yeah, yeah. That, that were there. And I got to tell you a quick story. I got a, sure. uh, uh, we got it. Uh, yeah, look, when, uh, oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. What am I talking about? I was gonna take a break, but I just wanna, I, actually, I'm gonna take a break. I wanna just drift a little bit, and I'm gonna tell you why, then, uh, we'll come back to you. If I just sit tight, uh, Steve Solomon. I wanna, you know, in the last couple of weeks, uh, my, my guest was Diane Piagentini, the wife of, uh, Joe Piagentini. Uh, him and his partner were assassinated, uh, uh, in the 70s. And they paroled the uh, killer, uh, killed uh, her husband and Waverly Jones, another another cop. And uh, so he's due to come out April, April first or second week of April, and we're trying to oppose that. And uh, but I just noticed. Do you recall, Steve? You can get into this conversation with me. The Palm Sunday massacre that was in Brownsville, East New York, 1984 where the whole family was murdered, women and children, 10 people, two mothers, their children, and the only survivor was an 18-month-old baby, you know? I don't, I don't recall that. 1984 was one of the, the at that time, it was the most, I guess, high-profile uh, mass home invasion killing. Uh, in fact, one of the detectives was on that case, Bo Deedle, you heard of Bo Deedle? Yes, who ran for mayor. Yes, he was my guest, uh, you know, when he was running for May, but he was my guest uh, before that, and we go back uh, quite a while, Bo and I, even though uh, I, he came on pretty much while I was, I had 10 years before he came on. But anyway, so he was involved in, in that case, that uh, tremendous case. It's a heartbreaking case, but, y- you know, the uh, 
I'll get his name in a minute. They just released, believe it or not, the murderer, a whole killed, a wiped out a whole, two families, by the way. Two families were together, and supposedly he shot at the crib. 18-month-old baby. Oh he didn't God. want to leave no witnesses. The baby was, that was the only survival. The only survival, and they just let this guy out. His name is Christopher Thomas. He was just released. Christopher Christopher Thomas, they kept us quiet. He was released two months ago. So that's under Andy Cuomo and him and his father. Mario Cuomo was a close friend of mine, uh, Steve. And even though his dad was against the death penalty, right, he would never release these guys under, under as him as the governor to allow his appointees who are sitting on the board of parole to let these murderers out there. So it was okay. done quietly. We just, me and my organization, law enforcement, we just found out this guy was released a couple of months ago. That's a disgrace. You know, my heart goes out for all the families and your guests you had last week. You know, police officers give their lives to protect us. And you know, it, it's sad in this world when people are rioting and everything, when, when, when a cop may shoot somebody. But what about how many times the cops lose their lives protecting us? And why aren't they watching because of that? How they could let someone who killed the police officers. I thought that that was life in, in prison, no no parole. How could we let people like that out who are giving their lives to protect us? Because there's no such thing. We, we, they could say parole, but we know what happens 20, 25, 30 years later, everybody forgets that you got new people sitting on the bench. You got a whole new uh, changes in the parole board. You got young people. I'm going to call them bleeding heart liberals, right? They come on, they're there's, they got a lot of power. They call commissioners. They sit on the board of parole. They may be thirty years old. Oh, that poor guy spent forty years in jail, and, and disregarding that he destroyed in this case two families. Yeah, he, he two killed families, women and children. By the way, the police officer and the families are destroyed. On top of this that, this is this is other guy that just uh, they just uh, released released uh, two months ago, Christopher. Thomas, but you know, there's an upside that I didn't, I didn't even realize, uh, Steve Solomon, that uh, there was a young uh, female officer that was one of the uh, police officers that responded to that. Uh, in fact, she just retired recently. She retired as a three-star chief. I don't know if you know what that is in the police department. It's like a general, three-star general. Uh, I'm going to give her a shout-out, Steve, because you know why? The 18-month-old baby, you talk about mixed marriages. Now, people don't know you have a mixed marriage, yes. and they're going to call you prejudice or rich or whatever. Right. They're so stupid. Right. You know that? How do you teach And I can say that. I can sit, say the same thing where I sit. People don't right. know that, you know? Right. They don't know my background or, or who, who I was married to, my late wife. They don't have a clue. Right. So, but it is the problem I have sometimes. I say what I feel is right. Now, I'm going to give you a shout-out. She just retired a couple of months ago. The chief, Joanne Jaffe, Steve Solomon. I didn't know this. All the years I know her, I did not know she adopted the, the survivor of that Palm Sunday oh, massacre. God bless her. You're right. I didn't know. I hope there's people we need in this world. People I know like that. Her. You imagine that? She was a young girl responding to that. Unbelievable. What a great and story. She, why, why don't they publicize those they stories? They don't. It's, I, exactly right. All these years later, I mean, I, I'm in this cop business all my life, and I don't even know that. I didn't know that till recently. That 
uh, jo- Joanne Jaffe, three-star chief, just God retired. Bless God bless her. Thank you, because you're exactly right. Adopts the survivor, the last wow. remaining baby. You know, she wasn't thinking about the color nationally, nationally of the baby. She adopted the baby from her heart. You know, and anyway, so but this guy, uh, Christopher Thomas, you know, and and this is a terrible. He should never see the light of day. That's disgraceful. You know, it was it was Palm Sunday when he did this, and now it's Easter, right, and Passover on on the religious holidays, the Judeo-Christian high religious holidays. They're letting these murders out. I, I don't understand. Is there, is, there a, Steve, is there a plot that's going on anti-country? You're okay. You're a good example of that. You, because you're asking kids to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, and you're just talking about it on Facebook. There is no evidence. There's nothing documented. And, and yet, what we call in, in, a, in the law enforcement hearsay, you know? But my heart goes out worse. I mean, how can you possibly have the conscience these parole parole board people who we should mention their names to release somebody right. and that guy who the guest you have on the other day he shot the guy the police officer 22 times when he was begging for his life with a family right correct you got it yeah. how could you let someone like I that had, see the light of day I had his daughters on that was very tragic I know, I, last I know, week before that show. thank you I had his wife on before that there's two young kids destroyed they never grew up you know uh, you know having a dad you know, it's just amazing. And Diane Piagetini, God bless it, speaking about the holidays. Okay. Imagine all the holidays, how and the kids had to go through, you know, because of this. And he's out there, this guy. He'll be out in April. This other guy, Palm Sunday Massacre, killed 10 people, women and children. And I, I, it's mind-boggling. Did Cuomo allowed this to happen? He, he, well, how do I say it? He has to go. He has to know about it. Right. He has to know about it. So uh, that's something like this is brought to his attention. So if he isn't, if he did not know, he's very lax. Then you know, and again, his father uh, and I go back for many, many years. You know, when when, when he was running for office, and uh, I, well, I know I knew his dad when he was before governor, when he was the lieutenant governor, and I know his dad would never let you know people like this to go to see the like you said the light of day. Uh, Steve, so where is Steve Salmer? Where do you where do you stand now? Uh, I guess legally, in, in your case. Well, legally, they're going to a hearing, probably sometime in May or June, to fire me. It's called a thirty twenty a. I'm sure they would be all the lawyers are probably um, shaking their head, begging me not to speak. Everybody told me don't go on radio, don't go on TV. You know what? I, I have nothing to be ashamed of. I got nothing to worry about. I don't. I don't. You know, having faith in God is really showing that you're not going to worry about this. I'm concerned about it, obviously. Right. Um, but um, they didn't want me to talk about this. They said, oh, well, you can hurt your case. You know what? I don't care about this. The, the truth is that it, it's nice to, to be liked and respected by the people that you work for. But I'd rather be respected by God and do God God's right. work. So if they don't like what I'm doing, you know. You know what it is? People are actually, and you're a good example, they're losing their job because they're doing God's work. You imagine that? You're losing the sound? Are you okay? You want to, oh, okay. What, uh, there's a buzzing going on there. Oh, there's a buzzing. Yeah, that's, I know that. That's we're having a little issue with the buzzing sound. Uh, Steve Solomon and I are not buzzed. It's yeah. just it's <laughs> the, uh, the electronics system. It's a but new I, system. I could, I could, 
Oh yeah, they can hear us very well. Yeah, we'll, we'll come. We're coming across to the uh, listening audience. And uh, but there is a buzz that it's an internal buzz, by the way. That's just you and I can hear it. As long as we're not buzzed, we're okay. That's yeah. okay. And sometimes you know they drive to be buzzed, you know. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. So okay, so June, you're going back, Steve. Salmi, you go for it. Was that called a hearing? What is the what? no? So in it's May, called, oh May, probably May or June, they bring me to a hearing um, where it's like a, I guess a court where they're going to um, have witnesses and we can cross examine them. I'm going to have an attorney from the union. Wendy Starr, who's my attorney, and right. they're going to um, bring their case with this, basically with this psychiatrist, Dr. Solomon, Right. Um, which is ridiculous that, you know, he could say after knowing me for an hour the terrible things that he said. But anyway, um, and we're going to, you know, try the case. You know, I have my witnesses, a lot of parents that I've, you know, beside teaching and coaching in school, I have coached, been a uh, voluntary coach for soccer, baseball, mm. boxing, and basketball, God uh, knows so long, probably over 20, 25 years. Right. And um, a lot of the parents have been kind enough to say that they'd be willing to testify on my behalf because I've coached their, their children for so many years. Um, you know, I just love you know working with kids, helping kids. And, you know, as a coach, I've always seen coaches that emasculate kids, especially in my district, and talk down to kids and curse the kids. And I always try to uplift kids, and I think it's ironic. I'm the coach that they're trying to fire. Mm. It's just uh, it's it's uh, mind-boggling. Now, uh, bringing witnesses, what witnesses? I mean, uh, can they can they can they show uh, uh, grade evaluations where you where they can let me put it this way where they connect you not uh, passing a, a kid no. and 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 that you admonish them for not. Standing for the Pledge they of Allegiance. They don't have those grades. That was, that was a grade book I had that's been long gone. I, I know, so, but how could they, what I said before, you know, how could they substantiate something? they got to have proof. There's no evidence, no proof. It's just all hearsay. It's just allegations. And, they're uh, using my whimsical statement that I said on yes. Facebook as proof. Well, that's all personal. That's right. obviously, it's all personal, you know. It's It's got to be. So, well, uh, they, they didn't like losing with the EOC. Uh, right. F- 17 years ago, so I guess this is their second shot at that's me. That's the Office of Equal Opportunity. Was the right, federal right. office that you took him to? Right, federal took, office. He took him found to the him guilty and of they, retaliation, yeah. discrimination. Every count they found guilty of. Wow. Now, uh, any of these people that were found guilty are still are they still in the yeah, school yeah, district? Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't say their names too. Wow. And they said don't say their names. I'm not afraid to say what these people did. Terry Magum, who's on the um, board of education, a trustee on the board of education, she was the principal of the school that that um, um, really basically did really bad things to kids, abused kids, I felt, um, right. to try to get back at me. Wouldn't let them go to the bathroom or get a drink of water when they were in my gym class. Her and Linda Nadian, who was rewarded for her. What was her name? Linda Nadian. Okay. She was rewarded. She was an assistant principal, and she became a principal. And they, could, they both of them, did everything they could to retaliate against me, to um, make me want to quit. And they hurt kids to get to me. And those people are still in the, in the school. Um, Julius Brown, who was a principal, who was fired out of Hempstead, he was fired out of Uniondale for the most mm. racist comments. He made the most racist, negative comments um, about, um, you know, saying that to a, a lot of black kids that not to trust the white teachers, right. that, that they'll uh, um, never treat them fair. And don't, they, he would say, don't get in trouble because the white cops will beat you up and throw you in jail. That right. was the principal I was dealing with, Julius Brown. Now, these are the ones that you took an action again, that yeah. one? Same. Julius Brown was fired because I brought the letters that the kids wow. to the to the superintendent, um, wow. uh, Dr. Lloyd, 
and um, he was fired because of that. Well, I have someone on the line that wants to uh, you know very well. You're in this, the boxing business together. Coach Ray, Coach Ray, welcome to Streetwise. Hey, Chief, how are you? Okay. Great show. Thank you. Uh, hey, Steve, man, you got so many people out here who not only uh, support you, but I know love you. And I got to tell you, you will be back in the gym before you know it, working with kids the way you're supposed to. This situation, I, I had talked to Chief in, in full disclosure. I know Chief very well, and uh, his organization, the NYVPA, supports our youth program that we're doing now, Lou, for 15 years yeah. with the help from mm. organizations like yours. So working with these kids the way you have and the way you've committed for 30 years, you just can't find that. What you find now in these schools is what you have in a district like Uniondale. And it's, you know, these are the low-end districts as far as the quality of educators mm -hmm. that they can corral because of the districts they represent. And to get rid of a man like you, Steve, I'll tell you, you're being tested like you, you said by God, but in the end, you're not only going to land on your feet, but I look forward to the day when you play a role with us here at uh, BCBA and, and you work and impart the wisdom and, and the knowledge you have into these kids of ours because, uh, you know, you're a great man. I met you how long ago when you came to the center to see my center? A few months maybe? Yeah, th thank you, Ray. You know, you have a great um, reputation as a trainer. I'll tell you something. Mm. Everybody, everybody knows they're going to one of the best trainers in Long Island. Really, uh, right. thank you for your kind words, Ray. I really appreciate mm. that. God bless you. Well, I, I got to tell you, my wheelhouse has always been like yourself. I, I work with the kids. I, I, I have a few adults. Do a great job, Ray. I know. Yeah, we're going to do the uh, veterans program, as you know. We've discussed that, and you'll be doing something with that. And, mm. uh, but the kids, what you do, Steve, is so important, especially now, because Chief just touched upon it. These school districts, this is not black and white. This is not a case of black versus white. This is a, a case of right versus wrong, or even mm. more, left versus right. <laughs> and the left has taken control of these schools and have turned our children into really it's an indoctrination thing it's not an education thing and they need we need men like you to stay strong and be in these districts so we can combat this pollution this cancer that the left has given forget about colleges lou you touched on it a minute ago mm. they're gone the colleges are done you'd be a fool to send your child to college in my opinion i'd give them 50 grand to start a business before i give them for <laughs> one semester in college i'm gonna but, call you daddy yeah, I, I'm grand. Here I, I know this man. I love this man, and and right. I know he could take me in the ring too. And that's probably why I'm a little more. Uh, but I'm going to be back but... on, on Saturdays. I I had uh, your agent. Just well, let's it. I'm I'm on the mend, and uh, he's mending. Started, you, you talk about kids. We started the kid program up again today on the beach over by me. Uh, you know, our center, we just closed our center because we got to find a new home. The place we were in went out of business. So uh, I look forward not only to reopening, Steve, but to having you. And if that means us moving a little further west, which I, I even told you, Chief, I'm going to come right. a little closer to Nassau. I hope just so. To have a man like this to be with us because it's so important. And, and I'm going to close on this. For 15 years, my program, and I and I gave you our kid, I think, Steve. Yeah, you did. The kids, we, we make them sign a commitment to excellence contract. It's an like 11-point contract, mm. and it mentions to our God, our parents, our teachers. We don't, we're not uh, religious-based, though. We are uh, independently funded, so we don't have to answer to the morons like that control our school districts mm -hmm. like Uniondale. But we mention the word God. What I never did 
and I felt bad when I talked to you about this, Steve, is I never made my kids recite the pledge before our class. And not just out of respect to you, but out of respect to the flag and the soldiers we work with. When we start the program up again, not only will you be with us, I hope and pray. Be honored to work kids, with you, Ray. Well, these kids are going to be standing every day they come into BCBA, and they will recite that pledge, brother. Mm. They will do what we know is right, and we stand fast on, on, on that knowledge. Well, th- thank, thank you, you Ray. Ray, it's thank important. you for your call, Ray. Oh, yes, Steve. And by the way, that's uh, Ray Bettinelli talking about BCBA. That was his boxing gym for 15 years, as I can recall, you know. And uh, he's like you. You guys, uh, I'll tell you, you found each other. It's, it's a great – no, it's, it's – it's, uh, again, you know, it's a faith, I guess, right? Yeah. Of course, you guys are from the same cloth. You, you know, your, your mission, ideology. your mission, ideology, and the results. And, and again, thank God. I'm going to use that again. For Passover and Easter, I can say that too more frequently. And uh, that what would we do if we didn't have uh, people like you and Ray Bettinelli, Steve Solomon? I mean, we just, uh, we'd just fall apart, you know. Well, and, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, uh, well, I mean, the country, not us. Right. You know, we're not going right. to fall apart, right. you know, because, you know. Uh, but the country, and that's... Uh, it's a sad, sad. Uh, but uh, what was that song? We will survive. <laughs> you know, I tell you, people have the wrong stereotype of boxes because I've been with boxers, training in boxes, been a boxer myself, and I think boxers have the biggest heart of anyone I know. And if you, I tell you what, you go to the um, baseball hall of fame, the basketball hall of fame. Right. The old guy probably like. Uh, three or four bodyguards and everything. You go to Canastota to the Boxing Hall of Fame, they hang out like regular guys. You can talk right. to them like regular guys. Boxers are down to earth, regular people, hearts of gold. So, you know, guys like Ray, you know, that, you know, stand by me, the guys from the boxing gym, you know, these are guys that support you, you know, uh, loyal guys. Right. You, you know, it's a different, see, boxing, unlike you mentioned baseball, basketball, even football, you know, it's a one-to-one. Yeah. You're in there. It's a one to one. You can't don't blame have the coach. nine guys, no coaches, no uh, whatever. You know, it just it. it well, you know, it it does. You know, can I use the word make a man out of you if you if you're a male? Right, right. You know, I got Richie on the line. R- Richie, question a statement for uh, uh, Steve. I have a few statements first. <clears throat> yes, Steve Solomon, you have a lot of support. And my suggestion is you text Dr. Solomon and tell him to see a shrink. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Uh, but but uh, I respect everything that you had, everything that you said, because growing up, going to school, we had reading, writing, arithmetic, and respect. And that's mm. what it's all about, and you're teaching it. And I've been listening to you now for over 40 minutes, and that doctor has no idea what he's talking about. But I'm going to take you down memory lane to a principal, Dickerson, from Westbury. He was arrested for crack. He was allowed to resign, and then he wound up getting a job at another school, and he got his pension. I don't understand that, and they're giving you a hard time. Mm. Well, thank you, Richie. I appreciate the kind words. Rich, great. Thank you, Rich. Now, okay. Uh, good. Thank you. Uh, thanks again for everything. your support. God bless you. Mm. Uh, yeah, how does that... Uh, can you, when you when you go for whatever they call the hearing in uh, May, uh, can you bring up... up uh, Examples like Richie just, I mean, in other words, how do you keep a guy that's uh, involved with crack, you know, and, and, that, and that's, we talked about evidence, right? Uh, yours is, it's zilch, what, you know, it's just hearsay. So you have a guy, because I know about that case, who was a uh, crackhead selling crack, dealing with crack, and he was able to get a position again in another school. There are teachers that have been involved with um, having sexual relations with students 
that have come back to work. Right. So it, it's just amazing. So just, oh you know? my God. It must be going to jail. Right. It must be going to jail. It's just... Uh, coming you know, back to the school. Uh, uh, you know, are we the last of the Mohicans? I don't know what the I heck, know. you know. Just, uh, Make an example out of me. Don't don't have kids stand for the pledge. You, you, you know, that could be it. Make an example out of you so other teachers won't, you know, uh, fall in suit. But... Uh, you, uh, you let's talk about some of the exposure you got. I think you were in the Post, or was that the Times? You were in several um, newspapers. I, I was in um, the Newsday. Newsday, yes. Big article about right. Um, they actually, it's funny. They did a big article about my boxing program, um, maybe two years ago, uh, about the things we do in the boxing program. And then, just recently, they did an article about um, the school. Uh, they called suspending me, but it was really well, in mystery. It, it's just amazing now. Am I, am I right? Are you one of the only or the few schools that have a boxing program? I think we, we're the only school in New York, and I'm not, I don't know of any school in the country that we have a boxing program, that we actually have kids learning how to box. I built a whole boxing gym, wow. uh, most out of my money. Some some the school gave me, but didn't cost the school much at all. I made a makeshift ring, um, and, um, you know, it's great. And In fact, last year I took the kids. They do a great thing. Gleason's Gym has a um, Give a Kid a Dream mm. where – where he has a program where if kids creed not to get in trouble, he right. lets them train. Bruce Silverglade lets them train, train for free at Gleason's Gym. Wow. And if they keep up a certain grade, he takes them upstate every year, and, and I always um, participate with that, um, t- takes them upstate to a um, hotel um, uh-huh. in Sullivan County, and they teach boxing, and they do exhibitions. And uh, about two years ago, the district was kind enough um, you know, listen. I, I worked in the district for thirty years, so I have I have love in my heart for the district too. Right, right. They they allowed me to bring two students upstate on a grant to this um, um, uh, boxing camp that Gleason's runs. Mm. The uh, Give a Kid a Dream, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful that these kids came up and had a great experience. Never been out of the country. So yeah, we have one of the only schools in the country that have it, and we had, like I said. Um, World champions come to the school to box, and I feel sad that these kids have nothing to do now. Yeah, they're very depressed. Well, that, listen, that's how Mike Tyson started took to a camp right. up in Southern County. Came from Brownsville. Oh yeah, Customado. Yeah, Customado, pretty much, and took him up there, and he, he came a long way from stealing pocketbooks from Brownsville. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and very well. he says in his own words, he would probably die in the street or die in jail if it were not for boxing. You know, a lot, a lot of people. Yes, um, boxing saved them. A Abs- lot of people boxing. Absolutely, you know. I think that's what. That's why I never smoked in my life because my my uh, d- dad was a Navy champ, and he got me into to boxing. And part of that, no cigarettes. You don't smoke. Right. You know. Right. Well, it's hard to drink. smoke and box. Yes, exactly. And then the, so you you focused on training. Yep. You know, and uh, the only thing I didn't like getting a little cauliflower ears. You know, so. Well. <laughs> So I went into weightlifting sets. So that was, you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I did pretty good. I'm going to tell you a little, I don't know if my audience knows it. Uh, when I did box uh, amateur, Eastern Parkway Arena, uh, I dropped Floyd Tyson in the second round. Did you know that? Floyd, Floyd Tyson? Tyson. Floyd, uh, holy cow. Patterson? Floyd Patterson, my God. See how old they are. Yeah, in the second round. Wow. Floyd Patterson, yes. one of the greatest heavyweights well, of all time. Yeah, well, we were, we weren't heavyweights. We were, well, he was a middleweight. Right that's what we were both middleweights. Wow. One, wow. I was 159. We were the same that's weight. That's a great claim to fame. Oh, but he, I got a scar under my eye here that from him 
17 years old. But he wasn't Floyd Patterson then. He was just an upcoming. Right. Just before he went to the Olympics, he won. Uh, he, then he went to the Olympics, became Olympic champion. Yeah, so I boxed him in Eastern Parkway Arena in the wow. amateurs. Yeah, we were both middleweights. I we were both light middleweights, you, you know. So maybe super welterweights at that time. You he know, he but became we were, the chair president of boxing in New York State. I know. Oh, oh yeah, I've, I've spoke that way after that for years and years. I'll tell you, you know. a funny story. When I did the exhibition when I ran Barkley, you know, who was a four or five-time world champion. Right. Only got to beat Tommy Harris uh, twice. Right. When I was boxing him, I knocked him down. In the uh, mm. in the first round, right, and I went back to the corner, and he said, "Boy, you better hope you don't get up." And That's when right. he got up, he was really mad, and he broke my rib. Wow! <laughs> That's why I said, "Oh boy, I should have dropped him." Wow! Yeah. So uh, I, I caught. That's why. Uh, wow, Floyd Patterson. Wow. What yeah, I was. I got a lucky left hook. I was. I was close. And then after that, did he want to kill you after that? He did kill me. <laughs> What do you mean? I to. He did, <laughs> you know. Uh, but but I could just say I dropped him with a left hook. Great fighter, for you know. He's an Olympic then, champ too. Yeah, but again, it was only two minute rounds, you know. Right. Yeah, we were two minute it rounds. It takes two seconds. It, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, but the third round, uh, he was too quick, too fast. He got cut over your eye. But it was yeah. I still have a little scar on it. But well, that's good. You him sign it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. We, you know, when I grabbed him, he says, "Oh yeah, you're the." <laughs> You were the Italian. You were the Italian kid that that uh, dropped me. But then I uh, I did whip your ass. I says you, you did. I did whip your ass. I says you did. You know. Well, <laughs> because, that, nothing to be ashamed of to be whipped by Floyd Patterson. No, no. Well, you know what it was. We if you you wanted to be uh, before Marciano. We wanted to be a Graziano or Raging Bull. Right, right. You know, just use your strength and power and drop everybody. And we didn't do the art of boxing. You know. Right. We, we so we, we just wanted to be bulls and knock knock out people. So that was that's what I was Raging doing. Bull, they called him, right? Raging bull, they called Raging bull, Jake Lamada. So we wanted to be these were guys that we wanted to emulate. You know, knock everybody down and knock everybody out. But then you get the guy like Sugar Ray Robinson right. who could knock you out and not box you oh, yeah. at, at the same time. You know, and uh, I'm sure you know all. The, yeah. So okay. So again, Steve Solomon. Uh, you, you, you go to, you go in May. Do they call it a hearing? What do they call it? Yeah, they call it a thirty twenty a hearing, um, and to decide whether I should continue the teaching or be or be terminated. Teaching or terminated? Who decides? Who makes that decision? They they get a um, arbitrator. Both sides are trying to agree to an arbitrator, and then the one arbitrator makes a ruling. Now both sides. I mean, your legal counsel and their and their. Yeah, they get together and they have to agree on one person on an arbitrator. Or if they don't agree on somebody, then the state will just assign somebody. Right. Yeah, I, I've always, you know, these arbitrators, they, you know, they've been not too kosher in the past. I know. Been, they can be had, you know, that's what I, you know. Well, you know, you know I hope I find a uh, yes, guy from the Navy impartial, you got an <laughs> impartial arbitrator. Yeah, that's nice. what you need, yeah. you know. But, again, I again, you know, I know you mentioned your attorney's name. Oh, but speaking of names, I've, you got to mention the names of the, uh, the uh, school faculty that were there before when you brought them up on civil rights charges. Let's mention their names. These are the ones that suck it to you now. Oh, well, they had, I told you, uh, Terry Mangum, who's um, on the um, Board of Education. She's 